Well, hello, my loves. Hi, guys. It's me, Dot. I am the Oil Oracle. I'm here to remind you that your life is a ceremony. And today I'm going to be talking to you about exactly that. So obviously, it's something that I've been saying for a while now, my little hook, my little caption, catch line, whatever you want to call it, that your life is a ceremony. And you should start living that way. And I wanted to, I was thinking about it um, because of a conversation that I had yesterday with a friend. And I wanted to talk about it a bit on here and just crack it open as to what I mean, when I say your life is a ceremony. So it kind of started um, with something that came in, like my awareness started to shift around this like last year, because I noticed that especially where I live um, in Totnes, uh, Totnes is a fascinating place. So it's, um, I do feel like people, people are called here. Um, many people who are here are, you know, really in a deep healing journey. Um, so I feel like, you know, there's this real potent energy with Totnes where we're nestled in between sort of the river um, and the moor and the ocean. And it is a really powerful spot. And many, many people here are on a healing journey. And so I know that it's a total bubble. I actually made a reel about it the other day because it's so funny. Just like there's so many stereotypes here of like the healing journey. Um, but I love it. Like I, I love it for that. And also it can be a bit like eye roll at times. And what I've really noticed is that like, I've noticed this real kind of dependence on, or, you know, last year I started to notice this real dependency on catharsis, on like big purging catharsis as a mechanism for healing. Um, and it was something that I became more and more uncomfortable with. So I've done, you know, Cambo and stuff like that. Um, I haven't ever done like the ayahuasca type stuff, to be honest, like just never really appealed to me. And I think if I was going to go down the psychedelics route and, you know, psychoactive route for, um, for healing, I'd probably want to work more ceremonially with the plants that are available here on our native lands, on our native isles, because we do have so much here. And I really feel like there is this sort of slight fetishizing of um, more glamorous indigenous cultures with a big overlooking of what's actually available to us right here on the land in our life as it currently is. Um, and I've kind of, yeah, I guess, I guess I just became aware of this tendency to um, to have to, people were feeling like they had to other, you know, other themselves, separate themselves, remove themselves from their reality in order to heal. And whilst I do understand that there's a place for that, it doesn't work in the dynamic of my life. You know, in a way I was curious about Cambo because it's such a sort of tight experience. So I went to a ceremony and it was like, I think it was from 10 till four, but that was super spacious, you know, with lots of sort of somatic movement beforehand and lots of time for integration afterwards and some nourishing food, um, you know, so it was a really spacious ceremony, whereas the actual Cambo itself, you know, is a very short, sharp process. Um, and it definitely, you know, I felt the benefit. I was curious about Cambo, to be honest, because I was like, oh, I think, you know, this, everyone I 
all of the facilitators <laughs> basically that I was following out of curiosity online would be like, oh my God, the minute I tried it, I just knew I had to be a carrier for this medicine. And it was so important, you know, that I shared it. And I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be like my thing. You know, maybe I'm going to get like really into Cambo and like, you know, because I was still looking outside myself because I didn't really feel like I was enough. Um, you know, just me and my doTERRA business. I wasn't, I still wasn't there yet with understanding that that was enough. And, um, you know, maybe it was the Cambo that actually helped shift that. That's interesting talking about it because now I <laughs> do see that. So I'm not like completely against, anyway, all of this to say, I'm not completely against the idea of catharsis from time to time and the need for that kind of sharp strategy of like just getting a whole lot of stuff out of your system however what I was observing and especially because I'd started to you know try and turn my doTERRA business into something other than what it was and again that was coming from a place of a lack of self-belief you know I didn't feel like it was good enough to just share the oils and take people on this epic journey of self-empowerment and self-sufficiency I kind of felt like I suddenly had to become a women's circle facilitator which is fine and good like you know to be honest I was I'm good at it because I'm very I'm very good at organizing and bringing people together and you know leading from the heart and so I was good at organizing women's circles and it is still something that I do from time to time but also you know it's not that's not necessarily building a doTERRA business that is hosting women's circles and they are quite different things um although you know the oils do work brilliantly in a women's circle it's just not the same thing um losing my thread okay so i i had started to kind of create these women's circles as well as part of my work and what i was noticing was like this kind of and women's circles are incredible because they are a homecoming for us because historically they are how we would have gathered. It is so radical and so ancient at the same time, like it feels profound and so familiar. And I do find that completely fascinating about the women's circle, how we know it in our bones and yet it can feel so radical and new. It's incredible. But I was also noticing that in some of the spaces that I was sharing with people that people were not able to integrate the support from the women's circle once they left the space and then what you have is like this kind of bottling up this like well I'm just going to hold it together until I've got my next time when I can flip my lid and let it all out um you know and that to me really wasn't healthy and for me as a person so I'm a mum of two and I am married and the dynamic of my life is not set up in a way where it's practical for me to have to take myself far away from everyone and everything in order to access healing. So I want my healing to be integrated into my everyday. And that's where, you know, this idea of your life is a ceremony and start living that way. That kind of came from that because actually the... The definition of a ceremony is that a ceremony is a sequence of actions carried out to recognize an important event. And ultimately our lives are an important event. And so every action that we take is should be recognition of the fact that our lives are an important event. And I really do believe that healing can be integrated into our lives, even when life is challenging. Um, you know, we can punctuate our day. And I love the oils for this, you know, even sometimes stopping, putting a drop of oil in my hands and taking a deep breath is a ceremony for myself in that moment for 15 seconds. It's something I can give to myself that recognizes me 
acknowledges me, gives me space and gives me a moment. And also, you know, the benefit of working aromatically with the oils is that they do actually, you know, on a scientific level change on a physiological level, they will change the way that you feel. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I, I noticed it in the circles with people really bottling up and then really unraveling in in these safe spaces which obviously is amazing that they have a space safe space to go to but that sense of like how tightly wound so many people are and then that need to just completely unravel and how it's just so like we're not integrating the support that's available to us and we're not creating a life where we're punctuating our days with like these moments of ceremony to support ourselves and you know likewise the the kind of fetishization of all this um kind of international kind of indigenous wisdom you know the, the wisdom from um afar when we do actually have incredible wisdom right here on our doorsteps literally just by being in connection with the wheel of the year i have felt so much healing because it brings you back into that anchoring of like what nature gives us which is that constant like everything is constantly left falling away and coming into being and every every threshold every breath every moment is something falling away and something new coming into being and never is that more on it obvious than when we're working with nature and so i suppose you know also it's like maybe it's an age thing i'm 40 now and definitely in my 20s i was you know really into the idea of you know big catharsis except you know i was channeling it in really unhealthy ways with just like you know recreational drug use and that side of things and it is that kind of like that wanting to just like let go of everything um and not really knowing how to do that and not feeling supported in how to do that and then as i've grown and gone on this healing journey that i've been on over yeah i guess like 20 years although it's definitely it's not linear talked about it yesterday it's definitely a spiral um but one of the greatest gifts was given to me by my daughter which is that she was born and i started going to a steiner parent and child group and through that i unearthed the wisdom of the wheel of the year and i really feel like living within that living with the wheel of the year observing those festivals those sabbaths that punctuate the year there are eight um so they're spaced roughly six weeks apart we have the kind of calendrical dates um that are fixed but they're actually based on celestial events so they do vary kind of by about you know up to like six days year to year the the actual celestial dates of all of those festivals but even just being aware of them and connecting into what each of them represent and noticing myself in that phase each year, um, it has been deeply healing and allowing myself to witness how things fall away for new things to come into being has been profoundly healing. And alongside that, then kind of bringing in other rituals and practices and things that can bring in a more gentle day-to-day -day letting go and calling in has been really super powerful and you know all of this I'm saying all of this like I said before I'm not saying this to say that oh I'm like really against like the big purging kind of clarity that people go for or you know I'm I'm not actually against ayahuasca or any of those things you know 
it's just more that I can't I don't want to have to rely on someone else external to administer medicine to me in order to activate my capacity to heal what I actually want to encourage in my life and the lives of the people that I work with is that capacity to access healing ourselves in a way that is gentle and loving and filled with compassion um, rather than like sort of talking ourselves into the situation where we feel like we have to outsource our healing all the time and in a way you know I don't this is all just I'm just this is just stuff kind of what's it called train of consciousness as I'm talking about this but in some ways you know that kind of reliance on the facilitator that reliance on that kind of other medicine plant medicine is still that outsourcing that we have with the allopathic medical system and there is a time and a place for it and at the same time if we're not doing those things that punctuate our lives every day with health and well-being then actually you know we're going to be more and more dependent on those medicine men and women whether that is you know indigenous medicine men and women or medical <laughs> men and women um in the end we end up in that same place of being dependent and um not self-sufficient whereas actually what i want to encourage people to do is to take more ownership and to invite more self-sufficiency like more um more having more tools at your fingertips to be able to take personal responsibility and actually taking personal responsibility is one of the most powerful acts that we can undertake in our lives you know taking radical self-responsibility for our health for our business for our relationships whatever it is when we start to take radical self-responsibility we unlock so much empowerment in our lives and you know in terms of health and happiness and well-being for me doTERRA absolutely is that it's that is my um pathway to radical self-responsibility first of all with the oils you know we started with the oils like so many people do um we were on a journey where we were ever since um my 20s i'd been dipping in and out of more natural holistic support mainly because the medical community didn't really offer much meaningful support for my pcos and endometriosis uh, you know it was just a lot of hormone treatment which i didn't want um, and then when I fell pregnant with my daughter, which was a total shock, I my sister very kindly connected me with an incredible homeopath um, who I worked with through my pregnancy. And she uh, was just amazing the way that she held space for me. She unlocked some really important conversations in me early on um, in my journey of motherhood. You know, I feel very fortunate some of the stuff that she brought to my attention even before I'd had my daughter and um so we'd been on this journey where i was embracing more and more natural solutions you know the first time i'd seen a homeopath was in my early 20s when my endometriosis diagnosis came through and the doctors all they could offer me was pregnancy or hormones and i was single and 20 so i didn't want that um so that was the first time i'd seen a homeopath but working with delphine in my 30s when i was pregnant was really transformational and then, you know, it's all these things like when you're pregnant, I developed hay fever in pregnancy and I wasn't allowed to use antihistamines 
you know, the irony that they'll happily stick a needle in you for all sorts of other stuff, but you're not allowed to eat tuna or take an antihistamine. Like, what the fuck is that? Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, I, I was looking for more natural stuff. And when my daughter was born, we knew we wanted more natural solutions. Um, and I felt pretty well resourced with the uh, homeopathy and the osteopath. We had a great osteopath and a great homeopath. You know, I felt well connected in that way and well supported. And we worked with some herbs. And then when my daughter caught whooping cough, um, we'd moved to the country by then. We'd left London. We were in Devon and she caught whooping cough in her kindergarten and a wonderful mum in our community offered to send me a couple of oils to try. And I had only ever known essential oils to be like, you know, I thought of them as like fragrance, to be honest. Um, sorry, I am slapping my London nootropics. <laughs> I love it. This coffee, adaptogenic coffee is so good. Um, so I don't ever use essential oils as like, um, yeah, like a fragrance in a diffuser. We had a diffuser from Muji um, that we had bought. I bought from Muji on Oxford Street. Muji is like a Japanese lifestyle store. And I remember we had cedarwood and ylang ylang essential oil from Muji. I'm sure they were utter crap. You know, they probably were basically just fragrance. But, um, you know, that was what we had. And um I always think it's interesting that it was actually Martin that bought the oils and chose the oils on the diffuser and um, Ylang Ylang is like the oil of the inner child and cedarwood is the oil of grounded strength and I still look back now and think like wow it's so as like so unsurprising to me that those would be the oils that he would choose <laughs> uh, because that's just him like he is just like beautiful childlike joy and uh, grounded strength. Um, anyway, so we'd only ever use them as like a home fragrance, basically. And then we got these oils from doTERRA. She sent us a little sample of air and serenity. And I was blown away, not only because they supported my daughter so much with her respiratory stuff, but also like how serenity just became this absolute touchstone for me in a period of really intense mothering. Um, it was just so supportive and I straight away knew that we wanted to get the oils in the house uh, to help us you know as a mum who had been trying to bring in as many natural solutions as possible finding the oils was just like striking gold I couldn't believe it um, you know that we could have such potent plant medicine in our home at our fingertips and what was awesome about it actually was that Martin was also really empowered around it. So with the homeopathy, he'd always slightly like left me to it because if you don't know much about homeopathy, it can feel a bit overwhelming. Um, and you know, they all look the same and they've got these weird names and until you start sort to get to know the personalities with them through working with them closely, the remedies can feel like a complete, you know, what do I do? And obviously we have books and stuff, but he just never felt that empowered and excited about the homeopathy. And when we got the oils, it was actually Martin that encouraged me, you know, that said we should go for the bigger kit. We were going to start with the family essentials kit, which is five mil bottles. And he was, and then there's the home essentials kit, which is 15 mil bottles. And it's like twice the price, but you're getting three times the amount of oil. And, um, and it came with a diffuser as well. And he was like, well, we should get the bigger one because it's the better value. So it was actually him 
that encouraged it. And then what they've done for us as a family has just been incredible because we feel I like they are our first port of call for healthcare now. Um, and Martin uses them in a really empowered way if I'm not around and the kids know what they need and what they can and can't use. And they ask for oils by name when they have something, uh, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, my son now is nearly seven and my daughter is nine and a half and they know which oils they need for what you know not all the time but for simple things like tummy aches or if they've got you know a bit of a headache or those sorts of things if they've got a blocked nose they know which oils to ask for which is just incredible um, and that's simply because we've had them in the house now for um, six years so and the other thing that's interesting okay so talk about empowerment and self-sufficiency I'm not against using the doctor, just like I'm not against plant medicine, <laughs> uh, you know, like big kind of psychoactive plant medicine. I'm not against any of that, but I also just don't want to have to be too reliant on it at any time. I would rather be self-sufficient and take personal responsibility. And this is such an interesting thing that happened. I had a mole at the end of last year. I had a, a little mole on my waist that I thought had changed shape and I thought mm, I'm gonna go to the doctor and get that checked out and I went to our local doctor surgery um, I booked an appointment it was actually amazing I rang one day and they saw me the next I understand that that is not typical um, and anyway they got me in and I was went into reception and I said wow the new surgery is really nice and the receptionist looked at me and she was like this isn't a new surgery and I was like really I definitely haven't been here and it used to be across the road and she was like yeah but we moved in 2018 and I was like really okay and um yeah basically I was stood there and she was finding my appointment and checking me in or whatever I had to fill in a form and then I was like oh if you're on the computer can you actually see can you check and see when was the last time I had a doctor's appointment and she was like oh yeah I should be able to do that and she starts like clicking and scrolling and clicking and scrolling and she's scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and she's like well I can see that we've sent you a lot of text messages that you haven't replied to <laughs> and I was like yeah you could probably probably stop sending them I'm not gonna reply um but anyway she scrolled and she scrolled and she scrolled and she scrolled and then she was like oh here it is um November it was like the 25th of November or something 2017 and I was like, wow, that's really amazing. And basically, just haven't used the doctor since November 2017. We bought our oils in the spring of 2018. And it's not so, and but within that, I need to caveat and say, we do use the urgent care. <laughs> so, like when my kids were on a trampoline and my daughter's tooth ended up going into the head of my son, 100% we were in the urgent care room you know down at the minor injuries getting some stitches you know 100% if someone fell off a climbing frame and broke an arm I wouldn't I would be using my oils but I wouldn't be only using my oils I would definitely be going to the hospital but the point is for all the day-to-day -day stuff where we might have been going to a doctor and taking that time you know taking time out of our lives to do that and also taking time away from 
you know, the doctor and who they can see, we've actually just been using the stuff that we've got at home. And it's not that things don't come up. Like, we all get sick. You know, actually, a separate podcast is about, that I need to record, is about how illness is such an important part of wellness. Like, being sick is such an important part of being healthy. And, you know, when people say to me, I never get sick, I haven't been sick in three years, I'm like, red flag, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, you're obviously pushing through stuff that you shouldn't be pushing through. Um anyway that's another podcast like I said but uh yeah it's not that we don't get sick it's just that we have these tools in our home that we can use to support ourselves so well that we actually don't need to go to the doctor and again full disclosure you know we do um we we are all you know we're all in fairly solid general health so you know none of us are living with any chronic conditions or anything like that so i know that that's also a factor for people but even if you have chronic conditions and, and like big stuff that you live with that's not a reason to not you know even if you have to be on prescription medication so long as we're checking for contraindications and speaking to if you're under the care of a consultant just checking in with the consultant that they're happy for you to bring in natural solutions being on medication doesn't mean that you can't also support yourself with holistic tools that's the thing and so you know i'm just all for empowered choices and knowing we have a choice and knowing what the choice is rather than just blindly following the guidance of yeah of any kind of medicine man or woman like i said whether that is like a plant medicine facilitator or a gp in a white coat in your local surgery actually like let's get back to that self-responsibility and what we can do for ourselves in the everyday and that is where living life as a ceremony really does come in for me because your life can be a ceremony of healing um i really believe that oh my god i can't believe this has happened again knock 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 on the door that signals the end of the podcast this is a real brain dump moment so i hope it's been interesting for you if it has been come along and follow me on instagram at i am the oil oracle and share this and tag me so i can see how it landed with you um yeah Thanks so much, guys. Your life is a ceremony. Start living that way. <laughs>